welcome to the Business of Coaching, where I talk to qualified coaches like you about how to build a financially viable coaching business so that you can make your living doing something you love. I'm Sarah Short, founder of The Coaching Revolution. My life's work is to get people coached because I found having coaching to be a transformational experience. I can't coach the whole world myself. I tried, but I can teach qualified coaches how to find clients who'll pay a professional rate and get the world coached that way. I've worked with hundreds of coaches over the past five years, teaching them comfortable, effective marketing techniques designed especially for professional coaches. These coaches now know how to find coaching clients who can and will pay a professional rate for coaching. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about mind monkeys and how they can really cripple you. And also to tell you about a conversation I had with a coach who'd completed the quiz that we offer. Let's talk about mind monkeys, the voices in your head. We all have voices in our head, that voice of doubt and fear that always seems to pop up when we consider taking a big leap in life. I call these voices mind monkeys. Sometimes the mind monkey is a teeny weeny little cappuccino monkey, tiny and therefore easy to ignore. On other occasions, the mind monkey is a massive silverback gorilla that stands up on its back legs and roars at us. And this is ever so much more difficult to ignore. It's normal to feel afraid when you're considering something so important as starting a coaching business. But what if your mind monkeys are wrong? What if everything that you fear could go wrong didn't? What if everything went right? As coaches, we are well aware of the fact that just because we think something doesn't mean that that thought is true. However, we all find it ever so much easier to remember this when we're thinking about our clients' thoughts and not our own. It's normal for people to be afraid of failure. Fear of the unknown is a powerful force that stops many coaches from making the decision to start a coaching business. Yet fear also plays an important role in the decision-making process. It can help us make more thoughtful and informed decisions. Fear is an alarm system that alerts us to potential risks and helps us analyse them more carefully. It can also serve as a motivator pushing us to take action and to make sure we do our research before making any major decisions. However, fear also causes us to focus too heavily on the negatives and to overlook potential positives. Those silverback gorillas pop up all over the place and they are very difficult to recognise as gorillas. So how do you overcome your fears and recognise a gorilla when you meet one? Well, the first step is to recognise that the gorillas exist and to understand where they're coming from. Analysing your fears logically can help you come up with some ways to mitigate them, whether through research or simply talking it out with someone who's already gone through the same experience. Or, of course, a coach. Some risk-taking is necessary for any growth and success. Taking calculated risks is part of being an entrepreneur even if everything always worked out perfectly. 
there'd be no need for innovation or creativity. Don't let fear hold you back from getting started. Instead, use it as an impetus for making intelligent decisions about building a coaching business that suit you. Interestingly, the mind monkey that should be in our heads when we start thinking about a coaching business is peculiarly silent, the non-existent mind monkey. And I'm talking about the mind monkey that says, I don't have good client acquisition skills, so I need to do something about this. Because this mind monkey seems to be off duty in the heads of most new coaches. And for some strange reason, coaches think that posting humble bragging posts on LinkedIn about what a fabulous coach they are and how wonderful their clients think they are is marketing. They think that talking about confidence, resilience, overcoming limiting beliefs are the way to go. I mean, who could possibly resist a coach who tells us that they're quite brilliant at helping us overcoming limiting beliefs? They have to be somebody that people would choose to work with. Right? No, not right. Wrong. In the same way that the majority of people don't understand what coaching is, the majority of coaches don't understand what marketing is. It's a crying shame because a lack of skill in this particular area kills more coaching businesses than anything else. Remember that the skills and qualifications that most coaches have in abundance are coaching skills. And they often, they often also have other related skills such as practitioner qualifications, facilitation certificates, etc. And all of these skills, every single one of them, sit on the side, the delivery side of your business. The skills that the majority of coaches do not have are the skills necessary to create the opportunity to actually do that delivery. And these skills sit on the other side of your business scales. And these skills are marketing and sales skills. Contrary to popular belief amongst coaches, marketing, if it's done properly, is comfortable and effective. It's also a process, not an event, which means that throwing up a website and hoping for clients isn't going to work. Starting a coaching business isn't easy, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming either. Recognising your fears and using them as motivation to learn more about what you're doing is one way that successful coaches have utilised these fears when starting out. Don't let those mind monkeys stop you from reaching your potential. With the right attitude and knowledge, you can build whatever kind of coaching business you want to. I've just had a really lovely conversation with a coach who landed in my diary because she'd completed the quiz that I have at the coachingrevolutionquiz.com and she had taken up my offer of a chat with me to discuss the results that she got from that quiz. It was really interesting talking to her because the answers to her quiz didn't really make sense and when I look at the answers, I think, well, I'm not sure what you were thinking when you completed that quiz. Let me explain what I mean. So this quiz will give you a PDF report. And at the top of that report is a wheel of life. I suppose it's a wheel of your coaching business, marketing situation. And it's got eight sections, your ideal client, your marketing message, networking, your website, pricing, social media presence, inbound inquiries, and your community. Those are the eight. 
and I'm looking at, let's call her Claire. I'm looking at Claire's wheel of, of her business or the marketing aspects of her business. And she gives herself 10 out of 10 for her website and 10 out of 10 for her pricing. But she gives herself 60% for understanding who her ideal client is and only 20% for understanding her marketing message. And that just doesn't make sense to me. And the reason it doesn't make sense is because if you don't have a marketing message, what have you put on your website? That's actually a bit of a trick question, really, because I know what you've put on your website. You've put beautiful headshots and um, gorgeous branding and maybe some testimonials and possibly some catchy name that you've called yourself. And the truth is that isn't what people want to see when they land on a coach's website because, as previously discussed, number one, nobody knows what coaching is and number two, many people think they do and they're wrong. And so those two things together mean that you can't really talk about coaching in your marketing because people don't understand what it is. So this particular coach had a very good-looking website, beautiful colouring, gorgeous headshots, um, witty one-liners dotted around, but none of it said, hey, potential coaching client, I understand what you're struggling with. And so I was talking to her about this and she's a fellow northerner, so, you know, she could take a fairly straight conversation. And I said to her, your website is absolutely gorgeous, Claire, but it isn't going to attract potential clients. And the reason it isn't is because it's all about you and your potential clients don't actually care about you and they don't care about your coaching philosophy because they don't know what coaching is. They care about themselves. The other thing this coach had sorted out was her pricing. And again, that just doesn't make sense because until you know who your ideal client is and which target audience or niche they belong to, then how do you know what they're going to pay to remove the challenge that you identify? The truth is you don't, do you? You don't know. And so her score of 79%, her overall score, looks like a great score, but it's not accurate because she can't have her pricing and her website sorted if she doesn't know who it's supposed to be talking to or who the person is going to be that's going to pay the price that she's decided she wants to earn. And that's the crux of it, really. She decided this is what she wants to earn. And so she'd set her figure and she plucked it entirely from her choices and preferences, not from the point of view of her potential coaching client. It's really interesting, these the, the results of these quizzes when they land in my inbox and I look at them and I think, that just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Why don't you complete the quiz and book a call with me and we can go through your results and I'll tell you whether or not they make sense either. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please do rate and review the show. I massively appreciate all your support. If you'd like a bespoke report on the areas in which your coaching business needs attention, go to thecoachingrevolutionquiz.com and complete our free three-minute questionnaire. Thanks again for listening. 
and I'll see you next time.